Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Krenitsya, The Well, a podcast series on Ukrainians and topics of interest to Ukrainians around the world. Today we have as our guest Bruce Romanchak, who is one of the administrators on the online Facebook group Lemko Ancestry and DNA. Welcome, Bruce. How are you? I'm excellent today, Michael. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. So I saw you recently at the uh, Nashi Predki Genealogy Conference in Somerset, and we chatted a little bit, and I, I thought it would be good to have you come on Krenitsia to talk a little bit about this Lemko Ancestry and DNA group, because I think it's really exciting. You know, uh, the whole genetic genealogy area is exploding these days, as attested to the fact that we had a, a half a day's worth of sessions at the recent conference. So. First of all, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, what is your educational and professional background? And then if you can segue into how you got involved in being an administrator on this group. Well, I, uh, I've done a number of different things, but for the last uh, 20 some years, I taught uh, technology in an inner city uh, school system in upstate New York. And then I retired a couple of years ago, and now I teach part-time for a uh, uh, Neotech, which is a professional development uh, consortium to develop uh, better education technology for uh, school systems. Then uh, a couple of years ago, I made a breakthrough on my own genealogy, uh, my paternal side I hadn't really had any knowledge of. And so I started doing some more research. I got some clues and I uh, found some information about my uh, paternal ancestors who turned to come uh, from uh, the Ukrainian uh, Lemko area. And then I think I was still stymied by uh, a lack of information and somebody clued me in to the DNA uh, possibilities. So I did a number of DNA tests, and the DNA didn't explode into a sudden family tree, but it did give me access to a number of other people who were relatively closely related to me, who knew a lot more, and they were very beneficial to me. It's very interesting. So let's talk a little bit about what goes on in the group. Uh, I joined it, I guess, a couple of weeks ago after I got my results on my autosomal DNA from uh, Ancestry.com and all of a sudden um, it seemed like I was everyone's cousin in Lemkishchina. <laughs> so I'm just curious how that works. Uh, I know that you have people registering with the Facebook group um, and then they send in their results uh, from whatever uh, provider offers them and then you go in and see who they might match against in the group. And I understand that the group right now is about 1,100 people? Correct, yes. So let me give you a little bit of background. Uh, I didn't originate this group. The group uh, already existed when I came along. But uh, a young woman who had, uh, had been adopted and so didn't have any connection to her, her maternal side started doing some DNA research and she uh, made a connection with somebody who must be a, you know, a first cousin connection, reached out to them, 
Uh, you know, there's obvious difficulties when people come out of the, uh, the, you know, the blue and say they're related to you. And so they eventually worked it out, broke through, and uh, Casey found out that her mother's side was Lemko. And so she started reaching out to a number of other people who were closely connected to her in these DNA results and found out that a number of them all had this common Lemko background. Email was very uh, difficult for them to exchange information uh, with everybody at the same time. And so they started a, a Facebook group as just a way for them to chat with each other. And uh, they built up a, a, a slightly bigger, slightly bigger group of people who were connected to each other uh, by either their genealogy or by their genetic genealogy. Then uh, when the group got to about the size of 50, somebody clued me into uh, this group and said that uh, I probably would have matches there. I joined, and at this point we were just really starting to develop uh, the process of how we would take a group of people's genetic background and try to help them understand how we as a group uh, related to each other and uh, with the help of a bunch of other people, we came up with a, a system where, like, when you came on, uh, we could take your uh, genetic results, have them on GenMatch.com, um, which allows us to take all these different vendors and match groups. So people that were on Ancestry can really generally just see uh, people, other people on Ancestry, people that were on 23andMe could just generally do that. Uh, with this other uh, group, GenMatch.com, we could take all these different kits and see how people matched. And so we started uh, coming up with a process to do that. So now when you come on, uh, if you have your DNA on GenMatch, we can take your kit and we can look through. We now have about 1,100 DNA kits on GenMatch that we know are associated with people with this same uh, ancestral background. We can come up with the number of people that are matches to you. And I think you probably had over 100, maybe almost 200 matches with the group. And we can also look at how those matches actually play out. Are they first generation, second generation, fourth generation backgrounds? Uh, there's uh, information that helps tease out the information. Is this likely to be uh, somebody who is just close to you because of multiple connections? Or is it a real second or third generation background? And so that's what we're trying to do now is still basically do normal traditional genealogy, but help people find other people who have similar uh, family backgrounds who may have that information you don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And um, it's helped me already because I had one match on a gentleman, gentleman by the name of Peter uh, Warhol, uh, mm -hmm. whose ancestors came from uh, Barvinic which is where my grandfather came from. And so we started looking around and it looks like we might be connected. It's probably 150 years back or more, but it's still interesting that the uh, DNA was able to pick up on that. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that we have to understand is that some of these connections, you, know, you and I might match, but it may be six or seven generations back, not too much more. Autosomal is pretty much limited to maybe seven generations at all. But once it's back six or seven generations, we're probably back past uh, the written documents. And so it's nice to know that you and I have a seven generation con uh, contact, but 
we're probably never really going to find that out. We have way too many ancestors at that level, and there's just, you know, there's no records past the 1770s, 1780s, something like that. Right. But it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's exciting because you start meeting all kinds of new people that you didn't know you were related to. Right. And this does not replace traditional genealogy. There's nothing that replaces going back into the metrical records and finding those birth dates, those death dates, the, the marriages, but we all run into a, a lot of uh, roadblocks. And I think there's a lot of people like me who really didn't have, uh, I didn't grow up in this culture. I uh, had very little contact uh, with my father's family. Didn't really, I thought they were Russian. I didn't realize that there was a, a Russian word. And then I heard this old uncle say something. I didn't, you know, the only word in context I, I could understand. So I think there's a lot of us who don't even know where to start. And so coming on here, finding other people that are in the same uh, place, but, um, you know, the DNA just gives us a little bit of an edge here on allowing us to make contacts with people like you who maybe have a deeper understanding of your, uh, of your background and a, a more complete family tree to, to uh, operate against. Makes a lot of sense. And one of the things that I like about your group is the fact that you are, shall we say, politically agnostic. So you, in your uh, FAQ sheet, you explain that you really don't want people getting into the politics of the region, which uh, can very quickly deteriorate into arguments and, and mudslinging and all the rest of it. So you have Ukrainians on there, you have Rusins on there, you have people who consider themselves only Lemkos and a variety of other people on there, which I think is a good thing in a situation like this because it doesn't make any sense to get into the whole political side of what happened and who chose sides in the Lemko region. And it's such a colorful uh, and vibrant and, and at times just heartrending uh, history. And again, I never really looked at it before. Uh, it's only within the last couple of years that I've really started to read up on the history. And I can sort of understand uh, the depth of emotions that people have. And uh, as, as you go into our resources, you see that we, we make, we list opportunities for people to go reach out to uh, some of the other websites and some of the other historical resources that allow you to understand these really emotional issues. But for us, we're trying to be as inclusive as possible. We're trying to say, uh, you know, I don't know about your political background, but you and I both are related. And let's let's concentrate on figuring out how that relation is. And you know, if off the site off site we want to have a discussion about uh, why we're one thing as opposed to the other, we can do that. But why not have, at least have this one safe place? Because we have a lot of people who have no idea what this background is, and they come on here, and if they start seeing these you know virulent arguments. I'm sure they just disappear. So let's let's have one safe place where we can all talk about what we have in common and then allow people to have those other deeper discussions someplace else. And so how are people finding you on Facebook? A lot of it is, is word of mouth. Uh, you come on, 
you enjoy it, you think that uh, it's something that uh, friends of yours might enjoy or people that you've been in contact with on Ancestry or some of the other uh, genealogy sites. And so you contact them and say, you, know, you, you might want to join this. Facebook also has its own uh, promotional uh, level. We, for a long time, really didn't see anything. But then once we hit the thousand member mark, uh, Facebook sort of took notice of us. And they must now advertise us out to other people. I think you see on the side of Facebook, it'll say, here's other groups that you might be interested in. And so now we're, uh, we're getting these people that are sort of cold calling us. And it's a little difficult because we want to make sure that we maintain a, a warm and supportive uh, environment for our members. And so we're a little bit hesitant to just let everybody join who just happens to notice us. There's obviously people out there who want to just rack up the number of groups they belong to. They have no interest in us at all. And so they're just asking to join. And so we try to ask the people that apply, are you, you know, what's your background? And uh, are you a real person? You're not some sort of internet troll. And we're really liberal in terms of what you say your background is. We just want to make sure that you have some kind of idea that you have some sort of Central Europe or Eastern Europe background that may apply and not just uh, you know somebody from the opposite side of the world who just wants to put another check mark on the total number of uh, groups they belong to right this next question may be a little too sophisticated at this point but do you think uh your group will ever get to the point where they'll be able to identify some sort of a profile a dna profile of the typical person whose ancestor came from the Lemko region. So we've talked to a couple of people and about the possibility of using our group. We think we're somewhat unique in that we represent a relatively small ethnic background, a relatively, even though it doesn't seem this politically, but we're relatively homogenized. We're uh, you know, very similar in our background. There are, there has been some research done in terms of trying to trace back the long-term uh, genetics back to, you know, there's white croats and, and these other areas. But uh, I'm not really sure if the autosomal uh, tests that we've done are really enough of the, the type of information you would need for that long-term research. And I think that we're also seeing evidence. I take the, uh, the ethnicity, yeah, ethnic uh, background uh, parts that these DNA people do. I take that with a grain of salt because I don't know if the science is really there, but it seems like uh, there's, uh, give you an example. My mother-in-law is Sicilian. Uh, it's a relatively small island, but that place has been, everybody in the world has been through that area. And so her genetic background includes all the Mediterranean, out to the Caucasus, up to Ireland, up to Scandinavia, I think what we're finding is that we're not a racially pure background and that, that uh, we're a crossroads. People come from, you know, from Russia down into the uh, southwest, from Germany across. And so it's trying to say what our ethnic background is, is probably, it's an interesting concept, but I, I don't believe that we're probably going to be pure enough to say this is our specific genetic background. Does that make sense? Yes, and uh, you, it's funny you mention all these different uh, groups commingling here because 
One of the things I did on Jed Match is I went into the archaic DNA place and I did a profile on that and it's fascinating because it picked up um, some DNA from Western Europe from one of the digs that were done in Germany. And so uh, I've always suspected that perhaps my surname, which is actually not Burek, it's Goburek, G-B-U-R-Y-K, uh, might have originated in Western Europe because the name Gabor is fairly common in Germany. So it's, again, it's fascinating to look at this and try to figure out where people might have come from thousands of years ago, long before the Metriki records were around. And that's because we're trying to look for recent last five or six generations. We're trying to make those cousin contacts and help us build our reasonable historical uh, family trees. But as, as you probably know, on family tree DNA, you can do Y or NT DNA, which is much more of a, a you know, uh, historical uh, viewpoint, not really useful for finding common cousins. So I do this and you know, I've gone through the uh, metrical uh, records, and I'm pretty sure that the last five generations of my father's families have lived in Vishavaka, and there hasn't been any unknown parental things. So Roman Czech seems to be that, and so Roman Czech, Roman Czech, Roman Czech. And then I do Y-DNA, and I don't, I don't match a single Roman Czech. I don't match anybody from the... Uh, uh, Poland, Slovakia, Ukraine, border area. These people are all over Eastern Europe. And so what does that tell us? It's confusing. I'm, I'm not sure that we, uh, we, you know, like you said, you have this German background. I think we are, are in an area that is somewhat stable, but has wars have been going on for thousands of years there. People have been moving in and out. I think the idea of having a single ethnic background is probably not going to work out for us. And on that note, we've run out of time, uh, but one last question. So where do you think this is heading? Are you just going to continue to add members? Are there other sorts of things you might want to do with this Facebook group? I think that we're, we're comfortable with our, uh, our membership we're trying to provide a service to people. We will continue to add members in as people, uh, more and more people in Canada, Australia, the United States, uh, find out that they have a connection to us. I think we provide a, a service to those people to make those first steps. Then we have, uh, at, you know, as you know, there's a whole series of other websites out there that people can continue to uh, explore the culture and the history of their backgrounds. Uh, we're moving uh, into some other areas to try to give more information. We're going to try to make a closer contact with a, a, a project on family tree DNA to give more of the members uh, access to the tools that we use to help them so they can uh, themselves look more at uh, the different groups. So we found your matches, but of, of the matches you have, only a really small amount of those are people that uh, are going to be really useful to you. People that match on one side of your DNA to a series of other people that will help 
you and those other people make that common ancestor connection. So I think we have a lot of, we're very busy just trying to help the people that we already have and the new members as they trickle in uh, better understand what this can do for them. That's great, Bruce. And I want to thank you again for talking with us today. I've been speaking with Bruce Romanchak, who is one of the administrators on the Facebook group Lemco Ancestry and DNA. Uh, this is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Krenitsia, The Well, a podcast series on Ukrainians and topics of interest to Ukrainians around the world. And until next time, that's all for now.